It's the time of year when we're all thinking about goals and priorities. Now is the time to plan your next trip. Whatever kind of travel fills you up, whether it's lounging on the beach, connecting with family and friends, or going on a foreign adventure, Expedia has the tools you need to plan a great trip. Download the Expedia app or visit Expedia.com to start planning. You do need to be a OneKey member to use price tracking. Signing up is easy and free. Expedia, made to travel. Hey, Fidelity. How can I remember to invest every month? With the Fidelity app, you can choose a schedule and set up recurring investments in stocks and ETFs. Oh, that sounds easier than I thought. You got this. Yeah, I do. Now, where did I put my keys? You will find them where you left them. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE SIPC. I'm Oprah Winfrey. Welcome to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is time. Taking time to be more fully present. Your journey to become more inspired and connected to the deeper world around us starts right now. We're saying hello to Mr. Raji P. Henson. <laughs> Shug Avery. <laughs> so you were once asked, I heard, to audition for the stage version yes. of the Color Purple musical. And you said, no. Yes. You said, in your words, that you totally punked out. I did. Why, why did you say yes this time around? Because I felt like I was ready. Mm. You know, you have to give your whole self to this project. And because it was the musical version, I felt like I was better vocally prepared to, mm. you know, theater's different. Yeah. That's eight shows a week. That can be grueling on your vocal cords. Yes. I didn't feel like at the time that I could deliver. Uh -huh. But this was the way to do it. This one was, and done. Let me just tell you, <laughs> this was the way to do it. Well, sort of one. I saw you do that push the button oh, 88 yeah, yeah, times, yeah. okay? <laughs> 88 times. Okay. You said this is a full circle moment for you. Why so? Well, because studying theater, reading the book, we used a lot of the monologues in college to study, used them to audition for. Oh, from the color purple? From the color purple. I used monologues to audition for other jobs, you know? Yes. And the fact that I had an opportunity to audition for Broadway and I didn't, it's like whatever God has for you, you can't run from it. Mm -hmm. I was supposed to play Shook. I couldn't run from it. Even though I said no years ago, it came back. It came all the way it back. It came all the way And back. I heard that after you were cast, that you prayed to God to help you to believe in yourself. Yes. Which is so interesting because like, you are Taraji P. Henson, <laughs> you've done all of these iconic roles, you are, people see in their minds, this is Cookie walking in there. Right, Yeah, right. until you show us differently. Why were you nervous about this? Well, for me, one, I don't pick a role unless it scares me. Ah. Because fear is something to overcome. Mm -hmm. And I will be transformed in a way. And if I'm transformed, then the audience will be. So it has to, it has to move me to a place of fear. Like mm -hmm. if, if I'm not scared, then it's like, oh, well, that, maybe that's too easy for me. Wow. It has to be challenging for me because I have to challenge the audience. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So how was Shug Avery transformative for you? First of all, let's talk about the music. You know, I hadn't sang like that since college. I kind of put it away because 
When I studied at Howard University, I started off studying musical theater. And then I became a mother my junior mm -hmm. year. And I wanted to graduate. And I, you know, music theory was giving me a problem because it's, it's like math and I'm not wired mathematically. <laughs> I understand. It's so, I understand. And so I changed my major back to drama. But the singing was always there. I never thought about going into the music industry because something about the music industry scared me spiritually. I just, mm -hmm. there is nothing to protect the artist. The contracts always seem to be kind of janky. So, and then raising a son as a single mother, I just felt safer mm -hmm. just sticking to acting. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kurt Crowley, the vocal supervisor for the movie, mm -hmm. said that you came to set every single time so prepared. How did you prepare? How did you train your voice? First of all, I was on the committee voting for you to do it. <laughs> Thank saying, you. Saying, please, yes, let's do it. I was like, but can she sing? And then I saw, <laughs> I saw the first session that you had with Blitz. And I thought, wow, who knew Taraji could sing? Yeah. Like I said, it's something that I could always do, but I just hadn't been challenged to do it until Annie. I did a live version of Annie for NBC. And I think people were like, oh, wow, she really can sing because people kept saying, but you can sing. You sang It's Hard Out Here for a Pimp in Hustle and Flow. I'm like, that's not singing. Like, that's a, a hook on a rap song. Yeah. You, just, you sing it once and they loop it. Like, uh -huh. it's not really challenging. And so, like I said, I just put that away. I didn't really work that muscle anymore. And so I just had to get with a vocal trainer and wake up those muscles again. It was fun. It made me, it reminded me of my college days. Wow. <laughs> Who is Suge Avery? Suge Avery is a fighter. She's a woman who you can't keep down. She was born in a time when women really didn't have voices. They had to live under the rule and under the thumb of a man. She grew up in a time where women were mistreated by men. Often, a lot of times, men in the family and she did not let that stop her. She didn't let that smother her voice. She had God in her. She believed in God. No matter what people thought or said about her, God was in her. And, and, and God never left her. Or even though she was a worldly woman, she still had a very deep connection with God. Yeah. She was very clear about who she was as a woman. She had a very powerful voice and she wasn't afraid to use it. And I think that's how she was able to save so many women, because mm -hmm. she saved herself. Yeah, ultimately. How did you feel about this version? Because everybody who's seen the original film, Color Purple, Steven Spielberg and Quincy Jones did, have their own favorite moments. And one of the favorite moments is obviously Shug Avery reconciling with her father, mm -hmm. 
going back to the church and that whole God is trying to tell you something scene, which is completely revised in this version. It's more personal, it's more intimate. How did you feel stepping into that version? I'm always a person that believes less is more. Mm -hmm. You know, especially when the camera's there. The camera's doing most of the work. Yes. So if it's here, uh -huh. the, the camera's gonna pick it up and the people will be moved. So yeah. it's not like theater. You don't have to do much because the camera's right yeah. there yeah. picking everything up. So John Singleton taught me about my eyes when I first did Baby Boy, and he was like, Taraji, you don't, because I was coming from theater. Everything was so big and grand, and I know how to use my body and feel the space. But he was like, you don't have to do that, because that can't, he said, if you just think it, your eyes are gonna tell it. So he taught me about the power of my eyes back in, what was that, 1999, 98? Wow. <laughs> in the 1900s? <laughs> <laughs> in, back in the 1900s. <laughs> Let's talk about push the button. Mm -hmm. I, I was, on set for those days. Mm -hmm. It is a rousing, mesmerizing entrance. And what you brought to it is like something none of us had ever seen. What were you channeling for Push the Button? I mean, it's in the song. It's, it's in the music. The writing isn't on the page. It's there. You know, I just had to suspend my disbelief and give my body to Suge. I always feel like acting is sort of a, not a possession in a bad way, mm -hmm. but you're allowing this character to use your body as a vessel. So Taraji has to disappear and I have to just trust the process. I did my homework. Mm -hmm. I know who this woman is. I know what she, this is her life. Suge lives on stage. And in a way, that's how I live. I live on stage. When you yell action, something comes alive in me. And so I just leaned into that and I trusted the process. You know, Blitz makes the set. I felt safe, I felt uninhibited, and I just believed I was there. And once you put the wardrobe on... I was just gonna say, there's so <laughs> many things going yeah. on, though. She's got the plumed feather headdress, yeah. the dress, the costuming, mm -hmm. the hair. It all helps. It all helps. It all helps. The cinematography. Yes. I mean, literally, I watched you do it 88 times. <laughs> and so I was thinking the next day, what do you remember most from that, the filming of that scene? I just remember in between takes sitting on the bar with ice on my knees. Because <laughs> that's what I was thinking. As a person with new knees, I was thinking, boy, your knees are going to be hurting more. Oh, yeah. every single time you had to step up on that table. Yeah, and I went down and, you know, these knees aren't what they used to be. But in between takes, I did have ice packs waiting for me. So in between takes, when they were changing the positions of the camera, I was icing my knees. <laughs> I, I did an interview with uh, Vanity Fair last year, Scott Sanders and I did, and I said in that interview that whoever embodied Suge had to have not just sexiness, but also embody sexual wisdom, mm -hmm. which is what you brought to that role. <laughs> <laughs> what were you calling on for that? I mean, like, again, like I said, it's in the page. It's on the page. This woman is sexually advanced. She mm -hmm. knows, I mean, they say it, and Suge Avery's mm -hmm. coming to town in the song. She'll take your man, she'll take your woman. She'll, <laughs> you know, she's just very confident. Lock up all your... Men. Lock up your men, your girlfriends. I mean, <laughs> she is just someone who is comfortable in her sexuality, and you didn't really see that a lot in that mm -hmm. time. Right. So this is a beautiful movie about the celebration of 
sisterhood, mm -hmm. a group of women who lived through trauma because Sugar's had her own. Yep. Of course, Sophia's had her own growing up in a world full of men. And each manages to lift each other up. What does Suge teach Celie and vice versa? What does Celie teach Suge? I think Suge teaches Celie that she's more than what she sees. She teaches her about her beauty and her sexuality and her sensuality because she certainly wasn't married to a man who honored her in that way. And so she showed her her sexuality as a mm -hmm. woman and how to love herself and her beauty because she had it inside, but she wouldn't display it. And Suge put it on her. And I think Celie taught Suge for sure that love is deeper than just sex. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know, yeah. there's a lot of, you know, if you read the book, but you know, there was a scene that didn't make it in the film where Suge is running, because she's always running. Yeah. She can't stay married, she can't, and really she's running from herself. Absolutely. Yeah. And so that's what Celie teaches her. Basically, you gonna keep running, but you gonna, every time you run, you run right back into yourself. Absolutely. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so when she goes off with the young boy and, and mm -hmm. then doesn't because he had to go to college. And then she has to come right back to, to come herself. Back. Yeah. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. You know, there's a musical moment where the audience is transported inside Celie's mind on a stunning staircase. You remember that scene where she and Suge recognized their love. Why did you think that scene was significant? Oh my goodness. It's very significant because of the bond that mm -hmm. they created. It had to be fully realized. Mm -hmm. You, we, we just had to see it, and we had to see it in that, in that beauty. That scene was so beautiful and so delicate, and that's what real, true love is. Mm -hmm. And it'll bring out the most beautiful parts of yourself if you're loved properly. Yes, and I love the moment just before when they're at the juke jump and they're getting ready to leave, and she says, it's time for you to see the world. Yes, yes. because she knows this woman. She hasn't yeah. seen anything yeah. but yeah. that house. What was it like <laughs> to be surrounded by this cast? and Blitz. What was that, this sisterhood thing happening? It will be one of the most memorable experiences of my career, for mm. sure. Just knowing that we were all handpicked, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was like unlikely that we would all be together, but yes. it, it works. It so fits. And it worked. And yeah. It, and it's just beautiful. And we were just, it's a great thing to be with a group of people who have uh, humility, mm -hmm. you understand what I mean? Who realizes that this is really a blessing and understands 
the task at hand. Mm -hmm. And it's not about vanity. Mm -hmm. And it's not about, well, I'm going to be better or you, you know, because it can get like that in this mm -hmm. industry. We were all there as a family. And mm -hmm. that's what it takes to pull off this great story. Mm -hmm. You have to have, the family has to be there or it doesn't work. And we moved as a family unit on and off set. I want to talk again about um, God is trying to tell you something mm -hmm. with David Allen Greer. Mm -hmm. How did you breathe new life into that? I think it was how it was written. It wasn't the big grand scene mm -hmm. that it was in the first. And that's what God is. God is personal for each person. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And I think that's what made it so special and different because it was just about her and her father. Mm -hmm. It didn't have anything to do with the congregation or outsiders. That was healing and reconciliation and forgiveness that those two needed to do alone with God. Mm. And that's why it was so beautiful and so touching. And it just was a small moment. Like it wasn't huge, but it was a powerful moment. I love the moment too, where you're at your house. I mean, Shook had a very nice house. Yeah, very when nice house. When we pulled house. up to the house, I went, Shook, <laughs> okay. You got some property. Mm -hmm. um, you sing Sister, mm -hmm. which uh, I think it's called Miss Seely's Blues, to Seely in a revamped version that the Quincy Jones helped write for the original film. What did that mean? What did the singing of that iconic scene? First of all, it scared me to death. Did it scare you? It did, because when I first was cast, I was told I only had to hum, and the song uh -huh. wasn't there. And then all of a sudden, oh, oh, um, the song is in. And I'm like, what? <laughs> the song is in? Because it's jazz, and yes. jazz is tricky. You know, it's half notes, it's improvisational, but to me, it just enhanced my character work more because that's what Suge is. Mm -hmm. She is jazzy. She's improvisational. You don't know what she's going. She'll mm -hmm. give you a sketch. She'll give you, you know, so for me, it helped a lot. But it, again, like I said, I was scared because that's the song everybody remembers. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> One of them. One of them. That and God's trying to tell you something. I'm yes, you, for really. sure. Was there a joyful moment that particularly stuck with you making this movie? The camaraderie with the cast. Yes. Yeah, and just how loving Blitz is. He's such a nurturer. Mm -hmm. Every little thing mattered to him. He was in all of the fittings. He cares, like the great care that he took with each and every one of us in every department, whether it was light, costuming, set design, he what was her just What her hat was going to look like, what, what kind of sunglasses she was going to wear when she got out of the car the shoes, to go into the church, the shoes, the shoes what you, kind of car she was driving. What kind of car she was driving, <laughs> all of that. All of it. Yeah. Yeah. He's such a great nurturer. I would love to work with him again. You saw the film for the first time oh last goodness. night. What was that experience like? I was speechless. Like, yeah. I knew it was special. But to sit there and see it finally all put together, I, I'm still not over it. Mm. And I'm annoyed that I have to wait until Christmas to see it again. <laughs> <laughs> we all gonna be in the theater on Christmas Day. Yes. What is the message you think you want women to take away from this film? In order to heal, you must forgive. And first, you must forgive yourself. Mm. That's the place where healing lies, in forgiveness. Mm. <laughs> mm. It's so hard to do. I know. It's hard. I, trust me, I'm 52 and I'm still working on it. Mm. I keep saying that this is not your mama's color purple. It's but not. Your mama's gonna love it. 
Yes. But your mom is going to love it. How is this updated version for a new generation, you think, speaking? For me, what I love about it is that, yes, as a culture, we have been through some traumatic experiences. But the great thing about Black people is that we always lean into that joy. We always miraculously find a way to lean into that joy. Whether we were picking cotton, we would sing folk songs. We would gather in the night and dance and mm -hmm. celebrate. Mm -hmm. That's in us. You can't take that away. On singing morning. gospel. Your mom cleaning up. If you even lived in the project, she'd turn on the radio and clean up the house, dance and sweeping that broom, even though you're sweeping roaches away. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, it's something that's innately in us, and I think it's a gift to live through so much BS and still be able to smile through it all. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a gift. And, and to sing. And to sing, absolutely. And to sing sing and, to, and dance. Yes. What about that scene where we're all, well, where are we? Where you all are all <laughs> under the tree. Yes. And it's the end, the final color purple sing. Mm -hmm. What did that feel like? Oh, God, it just felt beautiful. It reminded me of my family, because I have a huge family. We just celebrated my grandmother's 99th birthday and we were in her backyard, and we do this often. We will convene down in North Carolina where she lives. This year, you know, she requested her celebration be in her backyard. And so it literally took me to my family. Like, mm. I was, I just felt like I was home. Mm. <laughs> well, I thank you, Taraji. Thank you. Thank you, Taraji. Thank you for your vision. Yeah, <laughs> thank you so much. What a mesmerizing performance. Are you excited about all the stuff? You, you know, you've done this many times, but all that comes with it, the way yeah. leading up to the purple. Absolutely, yeah. and I'm just grateful and happy for the group of people that I get to share this with. Mm. I can't so wait fun. for the world to see it. I can't either. <laughs> Great. Great. Thank you. We did it with no tears. Yay! Yay! <laughs> no tears. <laughs> the Color Purple is in theaters on Christmas Day. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. You can follow Super Soul on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Super Soul conversation. Thank you for listening. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.